On today's show, we're going to talk about something called the dip. What happens when your salon gets flooded with business and then it starts to slow down? That's all on today's show. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Salon Owner Evo Revo Show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jason Everett. I'm hanging out here with Mr. Doug Campbell. What's up, Doug? How's it going? Dude, glad to have you on today. We were talking about this. You know, I went and uh, I, I saw a gal who uh, just cut my, my kid's hair, uh, my across-the-street neighbor. She cut my kid's hair the other day, and she said – uh, shout out to Devony, by the way, if Devony's watching, she mentioned this. Uh, but Devony said to me, she said, you know, Jason, we had this big flood of business where everybody came in and we were slammed. And like this week, it's starting to slow down. And Doug, you've been hearing that too. Like people are kind of, you know, they've been going along, going along, and now they've hit this dip, right? Mm -hmm. This dip has kind of happened and everybody's like, okay, people have got their hair cut now. They're no longer freaking out about how soon can I get to my stylist. And salons all over the country are experiencing this dip, Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, some people are they're attributing it to all kinds of different things. So I was like, oh, people are getting scared because there's a resurgence. Like, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with that you just did two months of hair inside of a couple of weeks or a month. Uh, so now that <laughs> it's obvious. Yeah. We had some salons do their best month ever in two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's just unheard of. And by the way, if you're experiencing this dip process, do me a favor and type in the comments. If you're on with us live, do me a favor and type in the word dip, D-I-P. Also want to know just for uh, sake of podcast and everything else, do me a favor and type in the chat where you are on from. Uh, I would love to find out where in the country or where around the world you are on the line from as you're hanging out with us here on today's podcast. And yeah, I, I think, you know, Doug, it's kind of an interesting management thing because there's some salons that are just going to do what I think most salons, frankly, are going to do this, is that they're going to stand back and they're just going to go, well, I guess that's just what's happening. You know, mm -hmm. people have just, you know, they've gone away. There's nothing we can do. Like, we're just going to deal with it and uh, I guess wait for them all to come back, right? So what, what do you predict as a salon owner? Like, what are you waiting for? What are you preparing for? And I think that's going to be really helpful. And then I'm going to give you guys tons of ideas, too. And so there's there's uh, two things. One, you know, the people some people are starting to experience the dip, and other people are like, no, I'm still super busy. But if you look forward on your books, you'll probably see that dip. You'll see yeah. that, you know, that it's starting to come. So thing is, so so what do you do? And one of the things is because what's going to happen? You'll come out of that dip in a few weeks, and you're going to be really busy again. So yeah. the, so how do we handle that? So one in pre-booking, you need to look and see who can I pre-book a little shorter, and who can I pre-book a little longer. Those yeah. two things will start to kind of spread that out so it's not as as big of a fluctuation. But what I really like is the opportunity on those dips to do like we just did a, a program the other day on care marketing of how to how to market from the right perspective during this time uh, that right. comes off as authentic and draws people to you. Um, that, that doing that right now, when you see that dip coming, upping that type of care marketing, because now if we have the opportunity to fill that dip in with new guests, so right. now that we're just raising the, the the level across the board and we're just becoming busier across the board. So I think it's a combination of the way that you pre-book people um, and to stretch it out a little bit. And then also putting in, using that as an opportunity to bring new guests in and get them on your books 
uh, because people yeah. are opening at different times. There's a, there's a lot of um, stylus swapping going on. <laughs> so, uh, people right, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, again, you know, uh, I always give Lindsay Haney credit for this one in the Academy, but she calls them the get around cards, you know, encouraging mm-hmm. uh, stylists to let their guests work with other stylists, which again, if you're in a team-based salon or a commission-based salon, and you're trying to figure out how do you get everybody on the books, don't be afraid to put other guests with other stylists and let them have a, a backup stylist. You know what I mean? Well, I even, really, even from even people leaving their, maybe the salon that they were at and they, they weren't thrilled with it. And now the comeback, it's, a, it's, it's that opportunity without having to seem like a bad person to switch. Your, you know, if you, you weren't right. communicating well, they, they took you for granted or you know, that the experience at your normal salon, they've just really has got the, the whole, you know, dictate up on the wall of all the things we're not going to do and what you have to do. And so oh, people, man. And by the way, people, talk about that for a second. Cause we, we actually snuck that in now not to get into like care marketing forever, but I think that's really, really important. Cause like, I'm going to say this, Doug, like as brutal as this might be to say, I think some people went back to their salon and they didn't like the experience that was going yeah. on. And we, we talked about this a lot inside the Academy. So you guys are getting as much of this, you know, being outside the Academy as, as possible. But there's a lot of salons that just put up these signs that said, don't do this, don't do that. Stop. No, no shoes, no shirts, no service, no mask, no, you know what I mean? And it's like, like I have a neighbor who I, at their house, not the same neighbor I just talked about, different neighbor, but it says like, no soliciting, no Girl Scout cookies, no religion, no whatever. And I'm like, what an inviting household. Like there's a welcome mat and there's kind of a FU mat. <laughs> That's the FU mat, right? And a lot right. of salons ended up sending out the wrong message by putting up a giant stop sign. Like I, I was actually standing inside the salon uh, when I got my boy's haircut, standing inside the salon, looking outside and people were walking up to the window to walk in. And then they kind of like would freeze. And they look at the sign that said like, don't, you know, don't walk in unless you have your mask on properly and all this stuff. And then they kind of like didn't know what to do. I'm like, wow, what a great, amazing salon experience to walk into a punch in the face before you get there. Like there's a lot of wrong ways to do this right now. Yeah, so I mean, the thing is, you, you emphasize it, it is what it is, and we're having to do the proper, you know, safety aspects and precautions. But that's not that should not be the focus. People aren't yeah. coming there to be wrapped up in face masks and sanitized and sprayed down and all that stuff. They're coming there for an experience. They've missed the experience for a couple of months. They're coming there for the experience. They want to feel amazing while they're being made to look amazing. I think that's an important totally. thing. It's not just the service, it's the experience. So as a salon, you need to be stay focused on that because I can tell you we've gotten a ton of new guests because our guests are like, oh, my God, I just missed this so much. And they're telling their friends and their friends are like, that wasn't my experience. My experience yeah, was that, yeah. <laughs> come in. <laughs> like not my salon. My salon uh, right. forced me on lockdown and tied me up and did all these things. Right, and everybody was talking about how the world's ending and everything's terrible and we're not going to blow dry your hair today. And we're uh, it's like so we're just gaining guests from that because our guests are talking about the experience and then they're sending people like, you know, I was starting to get uncomfortable with that. I'm ready for a change. I'm going to go to a new place. I want, because you can do the experience and still be safe. They're not mutually exclusive, which I think that's what people have gotten confused about. Yeah. And I I think so. this is really important. So we're talking about managing the dip, right? We're managing the dip and saying, how do we make sure that you don't just have a fall off in clients and customers? And so there's a couple of things. If you've experienced that dip, do me a favor. Like I said, comment with the word dip because I want to know. But but here's the thing is that there's a couple of things contributing to the dip. Number one, 
are you scaring clients and customers off because your experience when they come in the salon is uh, less than optimum? You know, are you are you telling them all the don'ts? Like I, I saw uh, my friend uh, Matt Beck. He said something really good while salons were closed. Uh, and again, freesaloneducation.com. You can go check out Matt's stuff. He does an incredible show. I've been on his podcast a couple times. He's a great dude. Uh, but he said something really easy. He said, instead of telling guests what they can't do, this was during quarantine, instead of telling guests what they can't do while they're gone, don't dye your own hair, don't cut your own hair, don't touch it, just wait for me. You know, hashtag wait for my stylist, right? Um, but what what he said was, instead of telling them what not to do, can we tell them what they can do? And I think that attitude parlays over really well into what we're talking about here, Doug, is that instead of telling your guests like, don't, if, you know, if you don't have a mask, you can't come in if you don't do that versus like, you know, talking to them about what they can do. Like, we're still going to be able to give you a world-class treatment. We're still going to be able to give you all these exciting things. We're still going to be able to do your hair, mask or no mask. And just a mask is a part of it. Not just like temperature gun in your face, mask on your face, you know, like, you know, uh, giant, hazmat suit like again this isn't about scare tactics it's about getting it done so number one thing is are you unintentionally scaring away your guests because of all your safety protocols that are in place I'm not saying remove the safety protocols i'm just saying how are you positioning it is does it have some humor to it is it being fun are you you know and again we talked about this uh in lots of things that we've been doing in the academy is what are the conversations that your stylists are actually having with the guests meaning did you tell the stylist to talk positively about things that are going on? Or are they just right back to talking about drama and issues and all the, what was the worst thing that happened to you during, like, think about how you want that guest to leave, how you want them to feel. What experience do you want them to walk away with? Did they feel cared for, loved on and appreciated? Or did they feel taken care of like, you know, a number in a factory? And I think that will contribute to the dip. Second thing you mentioned, Doug, was about marketing and advertising is that if you don't have a marketing machine, and we do a bunch of programs on that, we have uh, in our million dollar salon and spa program, um, we do a ton of marketing. We also have our social media crash course, we talk about marketing. And and I think if you don't create, we Doug, in our, in our genius model for kind of how the salon works, um, we talk about something called a marketing machine, right? And a marketing machine is something that you can turn on and turn off and it delivers guests to you. In fact, we have people who've gone through uh, and created the marketing machine that we recommend. And you know they can, for 20 to $30, put a new guest in a seat, right? Like that's right. super, super important, is right. knowing if you spend $200, that you're gonna, get, you're gonna get 10 guests through the door. Like that's a really, really important thing to be aware of. And if you don't have that marketing machine and that's not set up, guess what? You're gonna experience that slump and that dip because you're just waiting for them to, to pre-book. And then the third thing you said, Doug, was pre-book. So let's, I'm sorry, I jumped in there. I just wanna get all three of those in, right? So we've got, so the first one up on deck is making sure the experience is great. Second one is advertising. Third one is managing your pre-book. I know you wanted to say something. Go ahead, man. It's, well, well, I'll go through the, the three of those. Is one, the experience, because that's gonna get you a lot of referrals. Uh, you do the experience better than anybody else is doing the experience. That's going to start putting people into those dips. So that's a great way. And the marketing, it's like, so once you've got your, got what you're doing, you've got the right message. So there's yeah. different things. You've got the the functionality part of it, and then you've got the message that you're sticking in there. And of course, that message is going to need to change over time. If it's the same message that you were using before the shutdown, it's the wrong message, totally. and the machine is not going to function well. So anyway, so we got the right message. We're putting it out there. It's authentic. It's a good message. But now we look, when do we put it out there? So that's where you got to look at your timing of when your dips are happening and make sure that you're ramping up right before that dip is coming. Uh, and then whenever it starts to fill back up, you pull back off. 
So when you get busy right. again in a couple of weeks, you would you would back off of your marketing, and then as that you see that when so then you put it back in. So just being strategic about the way that you're putting you're fueling the machine to get the people in there at the right times. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, like on on the pre-booking, I think is because people are pre-booking more, of course, because they, they just went through a scarcity moment of not being able to get in, so they want to make sure. So it's a great opportunity to get. If your pre-books aren't up around 90%, uh, then you need to have a talk with your staff about being conscious about being in the moment and taking advantage. Whether everybody wants to make sure they're getting their next appointment, so help right. them get what they want. Uh, and then yeah, the don't don't feel like because it's starting to slow down, the pre-book the pre-booking is not as big of a deal anymore because it'll be fine. You're gonna hit another window. Th think of it like this. Doug, I was mentioning this earlier. Is it's like, have you guys? Do you guys know what rubberneckers are? If you guys know what rubberneckers are, type in the chat and say rubberneckers because like when you're driving down the freeway and like it, this could be anything. Car broke down on the side of the road, right? Whether it's running, not running, whatever on the side of the road. There's a lot of people that like they slow down and they rubberneck by that car, right? And you're like, why is there a traffic jam on the freeway? because there was some car on the side of the road that was pulled over, the person standing outside their car on their cell phone, and everybody's going, are they okay? Is everything all right? And so they slow down as they pass that person, and then they speed up. You've got that same blockage in your salon because that rubberneck moment was like, everybody's trying to get in, so it slows down and it backs up the traffic, and then it's gonna get released, right? So you're, you're getting that release right on the other side. So how do you make sure you get rid of that rubbernecking sort of moment where everybody just clogs the spot at that one time? Mm -hmm. Is like what Doug is saying is, make sure that you have advertising. This is about managing traffic flow. That's why they do things like putting in, uh, you know, like where I live anyway, that, you know, there's signals that like slow down the traffic. So you got to release the traffic at specific times or strategically do that. So you want to really pay attention to the timing of your marketing and look at it, look at your books, look at what's coming up in the next two or three weeks, because in two or three weeks, you might be completely slammed. So you want to incentivize some people to book eight weeks out and incentivize some people to book two weeks out. So make sure your men's cuts are being scheduled a little tighter. And some of the other people who can stretch out can stretch out a little bit more, but start managing that and then fill in those gaps with your advertising and marketing. And again, Doug, you mentioned something I want to add to is that your marketing should be changing. You guys ready for this? Between every 10 to 14 days right now. Um, so many people before this this whole thing happened, like Doug, I remember uh, in, inside the academy, somebody was like, I have the whole rest of my year planned out from social media. Aren't I awesome? And they were like, cool, pandemic. Ah, like, good luck <laughs> trying to get your marketing. You know, like the whole rest of the year, all your marketing is junked. And we were even talking about this is we had to completely revise our plan for the rest of the year for our live events and what we're doing and what's going on publicly from a marketing standpoint, because we and, and by the way, it used to be like if you were one year ahead, you were doing pretty well. Now, Doug and I are talking about we're planning in little three-month sprints. We're just doing these three-month sprints and just saying, okay, do we have a general idea of what we want our marketing to look like over the next three months? And really, we're changing it up every 10 days to two weeks. We're changing up the messaging. We're changing up what we're talking about. We're not, you know, we're not deciding what we're going to do on a podcast three months from now because, uh, you know, the world's been an interesting place. Anything could freaking happen in the next three months. Right, so you should be in that same mode. And if you're if you're doing some uh, short-term planning, would you guys type in the chat for me and just say short-term? I want to know because I think, you know, short-term planning makes such a big difference. Doug, what do you, what are you guys planning in the salon and barbershop, things like that? How are you guys paying attention to this flow and cycle and the short-term planning piece as opposed to your long-term marketing that you were doing? Yeah, I mean, so so right now, which is different than what we were doing before, is that we're focusing on putting that experience part out there because that's what people are missing. That's the hole that's in their life. And so we want them to come in because they, they get, they get the experience in our salon. They start to get some feeling of normalcy back into their life. And so yep. that's what we're pushing right now. Of course, 
if the pandemic hadn't happened, that would be a little weird <laughs> you know, to yes, be yes. To put, putting it out there in that context. But so it's not. And one of the other things I'd say, still, you can still be putting stuff in your content barn, meaning that there's still you can uh, bank resources, and all right? That you know, videos and and how tos and you know, all that stuff. Just because things have changed, that mean all that gets thrown away. You just say you can just repurpose some of that stuff. So mm -hmm. I refer to it, you know, as your content barn. Just keep storing things away, know where it is. So when you want to go grab it, you don't always have to redo stuff. But you can. I like. I like that you said barn. By the way, that's very entertaining to me. That's very country of you. He's like my my content <laughs> barn. <laughs> a content barn. <laughs> I like it. All all dwellers a barn you say huh let's let's call it you, you for you city dwellers you can call it your storage unit or your extra closet but yeah it is that place where you get to keep all of those um items in your marketing kind of and like bank them and again right. the marketing bank that you had like you know now you have people in before and after pictures wearing their mask like it's a big deal i, I think being being tuned into understanding how to make people still look gorgeous and, and doug you said it really well in our in our call earlier this week in the academy but it really is about uh you know, showing people how, um, showing people how they will still have an amazing world-class experience when they're in the salon and they'll still feel amazing when they come in and have their salon guest experience. I, I think it's just extraordinary to be able to do that provided that, um, you know, they're still safe and all those things. Yeah. I mean, cause you can do both. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive being safe and providing a good positive experience. And you positive the, being the optimal word there. For right, you're the curator of that. If you're not as the leader in your salon, putting that positive thing out there and giving people them to see it because you know, there's two ways you can deal with things. I think all the good and bads out there, you can choose to sell your ship through the positive waters or you can choose to sell it through the negative. Um, that's completely up to you, but it, it both exists for you every day. So you can decide where you want to take it. And then it's going to be a better work environment. People are going to enjoy you more. People are going to come to you instead of be, mm -hmm. uh, for lack of a better word, repelled uh, from you. So I think those are. Yeah, there was a there's an interesting book out there. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the author. I think his name was this this uh, Australian dentist. His name was Dr. Patty Lund and uh, L-U-N-D, and he wrote a book called Critical Non-Essentials. And I know we did a training in the Academy. Man, how long has it been? It's like three years ago we did training in the Academy on this. But Dr. Patty Lund, uh, this Australian dentist, had a waiting list of patients for like, he was six months out before you could see him. And it wasn't because like, you know, he did some amazing surgery. It was because he focused his entire business on something called critical non-essentials. Meaning what are all those little 1% details that make a big difference when people walk in the salon? You know, things like he had this very fancy coffee machine that did all these things. And like, you know, you had all, it was like, he had custom, it was like all kinds of custom things all over the dentist's office to really make the experience exceptional. Now, this is what I think is really important for you to know about this critical non-essentials is they're, they're critical because they make a huge difference to your salon guests when they're sitting inside your salon. But if you didn't have them, it wouldn't like make your salon not functional. Does that make sense, you guys? So if, it, if that makes sense, do me a favor and say it makes sense in the chat. But the idea is, is that if you eliminated them, nobody would like call and complain and say, hey, you didn't cut or color my hair. I didn't get a shampoo. I didn't get all this stuff. But like, all of these critical non-essentials make such a massive difference, especially now, especially in this environment. I think what happened, Doug, is so many salons removed all their critical non-essentials. Oh, well, hot towels, can't do those anymore. Oh, blow dry, can't do that anymore. We're definitely not gonna shampoo your hair. Like I saw, I saw people that were doing things like, they were saying, well, you shampoo your hair at home and come in on wet, cut your hair. It's like, 
I, I get from a safety standpoint how some of those things can make sense. And, and like logically you go, oh, that's, that's a better way. It's a safer way for us to do things. My challenge to you is how can you maintain safety and still maintain the niceties that used to exist inside the salon? Or I know it sounds crazy. How do you add some more niceties that are also safeties? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's just the way that you think. Too. I mean, people that I think were not bad. And as I heard one salon was asking people or told people that they had to process in their car. They could get the color put on <laughs> in the salon, but then you had to go sit in your car and process. Yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, yeah, it's the, you know, think through yeah. it. You can be safe uh, and, and have a safe environment and still give an amazing experience. Um, don't, don't yeah. give into the, this is my excuse to cut every, or, or just operate from a place of fear is that, you know, yeah. everybody's got to be in hazmat suits and right. two minutes contact at a time. Um, well, I, I heard this one too, Doug. And again, this is, I don't even remember who this was. I'm not making fun of anybody specifically, but they said, we're no longer going to do consultations or tell anybody about retail because that's too much contact with the guest. Right. I mean, that's like, like, like and that's. That's just going the wrong direction. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, or, we, we, you know, and again, I've seen the signs say, don't touch the retail products on the shelf. But like the question becomes, do you put a sign up that says, don't touch this retail product, ask for help? Or do you put up a sign that says, due to uh, COVID-19 and added restrictions, we now offer personalized consultations and we'll help you with all the product so you don't have to touch it. Like right. there's just a different spin on it. You know, are you putting that positive spin on or are you saying, you know, please don't don't touch no matter what you do? Yeah, I, I think it's a different way to look at it. All right. You've got you've got the choice. You, you can go whichever way. And, and the result is so then the results are going to be some salons going to get very busy and, and grow from this. And the other ones are going to be like, I don't know what happened. It's like my business yeah. just fell apart. It's like, well, if totally. you were if you were. Pushing you, it was a negative environment. It was all what you can't do and have minimum service, minimum experience, same right. price. Then yeah, yeah, people probably aren't going to be real excited about coming back into your space. Totally. Uh, and totally. I completely agree. So guys, if you have enjoyed, have enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and say enjoyed it down in the comment section. If you are on podcast, listening to us just in your ear spaces, I just want to say thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Evo Revo podcast with Doug and myself. Every week we come together to make sure that we're dealing with the hottest topics in the industry, giving you the latest information and making sure that your salon can grow in the way that it needs to. If you're listening to us in your ear spaces while you're driving around, we'd love it for you. Uh, we love it for you. We would love for you <laughs> to do us a favor and review the podcast. It makes a big difference. We are reaching uh, lots and lots of people now, and we're getting more and more downloads every single week because of amazing listeners like you. And whether you're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, after the fact, or anywhere else you could possibly find us, do me a favor and head over to all of our social media at High Performance Salon or check out highperformancesalon.com. Uh, write a review, leave us a message, and uh, we're working on improving this so that we can give you opportunities to ask questions, interact with us at a higher level, and get more support for your salon. But hopefully today's podcast really help you, uh, helped you to manage that dip and make sure that you don't have any dip in business. And in fact, this year still, as we've been talking about the whole time, Doug, becomes your best year ever. Anything you want to say in closing, Doug? I think that's the thing. I think, I think it, this is a springboard to make this your best year ever. And so it, just take advantage of it in that realm of look for the positive. It is sitting there waiting for you to pick it up. Completely. All right, guys. Thanks and have a great week.
Thanks for listening to the Evo Revo podcast. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe, leave us a review, and you can always get more information, including show notes and the video episodes at evorevopodcast.com.